1: Okay, I am back. Belly up the bar here. Let's chat a little bit more about this upcoming game. Um, we are going to talk about when the Patriots have the football, and let's just dig right in. Again, this is a blend of things that happened last year and last week. You don't want to wait one way more than the other, but you know it's a weird time of year for evaluating games. A lot of the stuff they did last year was really impressive, and when you go dig into this, Kind of forgot how good New England's offense was last year, really up until their bye week in week 14. It was really, really good. Since then, it's been a disaster. Last week, it was a disaster. So what are we going to see on Sunday? I tend to think it's more disaster than it was pre-bye, but here we go. Um, Last year, Patriots scored 281 points at home and only 198 points on the road. And, and they played nine home games away and nine road games when you count their playoff loss. So obviously they're on the road, scored about 100 points less on the road last year than at home. Um, last year, only five offenses produced more points per game than New England. And the Chiefs produced points, only the Chiefs produced points at a higher percentage of their offensive drives. Their efficiency shocked me, last, you know, digging into this. So their offensive efficiency was great. And they were also one of the most explosive offenses in the league. You know, rushes of 10 yards or longer. New England was fourth. Pass plays resulted in 20 yards more. The Patriots were third. Uh, The Niners were the only offense that produced explosive pass plays at a higher percentage of their dropbacks. And the Steelers' defense was the worst in the league last year in giving up explosive runs, as you might have remembered. I don't look at this offense and think explosive by their personnel. They're slow, but, you know, that's what happened. 2021, the, the New England ran 23% of their offensive snaps out of 21 personnel, two backs, one tight end, with a fullback on the field with the running back. Traditional. Patriots don't even have a fullback on the roster this year. Big difference. Last year, the, the Patriots targeted the wide receiver position, Only 56% of the time. That was the 26th most in the league, near the bottom of the league. That was true even with Jacoby Myers accounting for about 24% of the target share. Jones targets Myers 50 more times than any other Patriots receiver. Myers has been targeted 207 times over the past two years, but only has found the end zone twice. And he's not really built for that. I mean, he's a slot type guy. Um, Last year with the Dolphins, Devontae Parker averaged 7.3 targets per game. Um, But this one's interesting to me. You know, I'm a big yards per route run guy. Kendrick Bourne had the best yards per route run on the team, even though his depth of target was only 8.5 yards from a line of scrimmage. Um, Myers' average depth of target came at 9.8 yards, but he was second in terms of yards per route run. Nelson Aguilar was third in yards per route run for them, but was targeted much deeper downfield, almost 15 yards downfield. Parker's tough to call because he was with Miami, but he was kind of middle of the road with yards per route run, and his average target was about 12 and a half yards downfield. And that's how they used him in week one. Um, here's what where I'm going with that it is Parker never left the field last week. He, I mean, he participated in every one of New England's offensive snaps against his former team, the Dolphins. Um, Myers was the next highest participant. He played 49 snaps. Aguilar played 33 snaps out of a possible 56 plays. Bourne... <laughs> Bourne had the second most receiving yards on the team, but he only ran two routes. And again, he was the guy that has the best yards per route run last year. I don't quite understand why these guys don't use Kendrick Bourne more often. Um, Their tight end usage is interesting. I mean, I'm sure you remember they spent big money on Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. But they only got 190 snaps of Henry and Smith on the field together last year. I mentioned they don't have a fullback. You're going to see a lot more double tight end sets as long as these guys are healthy. Uh, if you look at all the tight ends in the league last year, Henry was 22nd in targets, 26th in receptions per game. But he was a red zone monster. I mean, he, he had a lot of targets in the red zone and ended up with, you know, a lot of touchdowns. But the reality was he wasn't used that much. Smith only missed one game last year, but only saw the field on about half of the Patriots' offensive snaps. He was still targeted a high percentage in his routes, so maybe you know that was kind of a fluky year for him. Um, last week, Henry and Smith combined for seven targets, and Han- Henry ran a route on 89, or 83% of Jones' dr- dropbacks, which is also a very high percentage. I think their usage is really going to spike this year. Um, Henry played 42 snaps last week. Smith played 39. We're going to see a lot more double tight end sets, of course. Um, Last year, the the Patriots receivers dropped only 14 passes. That was third best in the league. Um, Let's get into Mac Jones here. Mac Jones led all rookies last year, 22 touchdown passes, and a 7.3 yards per pass attempt. That was best amongst all rookies. Not super surprising. He had a good situation. But since 2000, 61 rookie quarterbacks have attempted 250 passes or more. Of those 61 quarterbacks, Jones finished second in completion rate, seventh in passer rating, and 18th in yards per game. He had a really good rookie year, but the end was bad, as we'll get to here. Um, Jones threw 30 passes against the Dolphins last week. None of his pass catchers was targeted more than six times, Um, yet eight receivers were targeted two or more times spreading the ball around. However, just 10 of Jones's passes traveled 10 yards or further past the line of scrimmage. He completed four of those attempts last week for 89 yards and an interception. Um, meanwhile, Joe Burrow last week against the Steelers only attempt, he attempted five passes of 20 or more air yards and completed just one. Um, Jamar Chase, surprisingly was not targeted 20 or more yards downfield. So the Steelers did a good job with the deep ball. Jones struggled with the deep ball last year or last week. Um, New England ranked in the bottom six last year in passing percentage on early downs. Very run heavy when they were also in the bottom six when the game was within one score, as well as when they were trailing. They were still stuck with the run. They were in the top eight in terms of running percentage in the first half of games, as well as on first downs. So extremely run heavy last year, and we'll see if that keeps up or not. Um, Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to dig into their running back usage a little bit more and some other little nuggets as well.
0: I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal.
1: So Damien Harris is the number one in New England. He's only caught 25 passes in in his three three NFL seasons. And over the last two years, I didn't look it up for last week, Harris only went out on a pass on a third down seven times over the whole 2020 and 2021 season. Unbelievable. Um, But he did run for 790 yards in his final 12 games. So finish the season strong. I think Ramondre Stevenson's the better player. Um, he averages more yards after initial contact than, than Harris, and he also generates a higher percentage of runs gaining you know ten yards or more. And he's substantially better in both those categories last year. Um, the they split the workload in week one. Harris had nine carries, eight had eight for Stevenson, but between the two of them, they only combined for seventy three rushing yards. And 33% of the handoffs for New England failed to gain any yardage. Zero yards or more on one-third of their handoffs. That was the worst percentage in the entire week and very concerning. Um, Interesting. Here's how the snap count worked, though. And this is going to change because Ty Montgomery just went on injured reserve. 22 snaps for Harris, 20 for Ty Montgomery, 14 for Stevenson. I'm guessing Stevenson gets a huge spike and maybe gets the majority of those Montgomery um snaps, particularly in the passing game. He's a much better receiver than Harris. I mean, Montgomery ran a route on thirteen plays. He was only in the field for twenty. Harris ran ten routes. Stevenson only went out for a pass on four occasions. Um, so on third downs, Montgomery was out there. Eight of the nine third down opportunities. I think that's gonna go to Stevenson. Um, last week, Joe Mixon was targeted nine times. Samaji P. Ryan was thrown on five occasions. That was a 26% target share for the Bengals running back and, and a very large target share against the Steelers. Um, Jamar Chase was targeted 16 times. He caught 10 for 129 in a touchdown, as you remember. But no other wide receiver finished the game with more than 33 receiving yards. Um, oh, I meant to put this out there before. is The combination of Harris, the running back, and Henry, the tight end, they scored 24 of the Patriots' 35 offensive touchdowns last year. <laughs> you see where the ball's going when they're near the goal line. Uh, the Bills and Colts were the only offenses that began their drives with better average starting field position than New England last year. That's certainly a Belichick thing. Um, on a per-drive basis, the Patriots produced the ninth-most yards in the league last year, uh, but Pittsburgh's defense was 10th best, so you know, pretty cool there. Um, here's some stuff we talked about before. Robert Spillane was only on the field for 29% of the Steelers' defensive snaps last week, but he was used for 52% of the third and fourth down plays. Miles Jack ended up playing eighty nine percent of all the defensive snaps. Eighty seven percent. I'm sorry. Um, a lot of people don't give Terrell Edmonds a lot of credit, and I'm not saying he's great, but what they ask of him is rare, and it's very Derwin James like. And, and here's a uh, just an illustration of that: is against the Bengals, between twenty eight and thirty two percent of his snaps were all shared in the slot, in the box. And as a deep safety. So he really played three different positions almost exclusively. And they did that to him last year, too. Like there was a lot of these same numbers when the Chargers re-signed Derwin James that Edmonds was the only other safety used the same way. And and I'm not saying he's Derwin James, but I'm just in terms of usage, he's asked to do more than people think. Um, Speaking of slot, Arthur Millette was in the slot for about 92% of the snaps he was on the field. I mean, he is a slot-only guy. A um, couple of Patriots, bigger notes here. The Patriots have made five selections in the first round of the NFL draft since 2018. All have been on offensive players. Um, last week in Cincinnati, Steelers blitz Burrow on 12% of his, his dropbacks, which is not a very high number. And you know the sacks and the results. So getting home without blitzing is awesome. Um, okay, here's another little Patriot nugget from week one. The Panthers and Patriots were the only offenses in the league that only used two personnel groupings. They were either in 11, one back, one tight end, three receivers. That was 28 plays. Or they were in 12, one back, two tight ends, two receivers for 26 plays. So, basically, 50-50, two personnel groupings, that's all you get. And again, they don't even have a fullback on the roster anymore. They used to be one of the heaviest fullback teams in the league. Um, here's another little nugget, and it applies, unfortunately. The snaps last week that TJ Watt was not on the field, the Steelers gave up 4.6 yards per play, which... Is very good to be honest with you and it's exactly what they gave up for the whole for the whole game. So yards per play wasn't worse wasn't better the snaps that Watt was not out there. I just thought that was a little interesting nugget. Um three little special teams things here. The Nick Folk was one of the best in the league last year. He made 92% of his kicks. Um Chris Boswell, I mean 90% is a big number. Uh, He's gone three straight years, Boz, of making at least 90% of his field goals attempts. And he has also made 90% or better in five of Boswell's seven seasons. Um, I know some of you guys got a kick out of my stat last week about the Bengals' very fortunate field goal luck. And again, when the opponent kicks the football it really doesn't matter if you're good or not, if it goes through the upright. So there's a very, something I very much believe in of field goal luck. And the Bengals were like one of the absolute luckiest teams in the league last year with their opponents ability to make field goals. Not as lucky as new England though. I mean, new England's opponents tried 33 field goals and only made 22 of them. And so 66% of your kicks Gets any kicker in the league, you know, (laughs) immediately fired. You do not last the league making two thirds of your kicks. And there wasn't one place kicker that made 66% of his kicks or worse that lasted in the league more than five games last year. So very, very fortunate. Um, And actually three of those misses also came within 40 yards and the Patriots opponents missed three extra points last year. So, They either played terrible kickers or they were tremendously lucky in that regard. And that's a lot of points when you start adding it up in a lot of close-scoring games. So that's the end of today's show. Um, I think the last two days gave you a pretty good idea in a nerdy manner uh, of what the Patriots are, how this matchup is. Tomorrow we'll dig into more individual matchups, predictions, stuff like that too. I think it's going to be a battle. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Also really looking forward to uh, Chiefs Chargers as well. I think that's a true heavyweight fight. So we'll talk to you later, over and out.